Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you're the mom the maid the keeper of the cookies you do it all and you look good doing it it's parenthood on a mother level here's your host denise hanitka Okay, get it They're all done. Yeah, well, I have okay. 10 hands. All right, put your, you have 10 hands? <laughs> yeah. All 10 hands. Uh-huh, okay. Lauren Jackson, lady with the 10 hands, is joining us on the podcast today. Yes, that's me, 10 hands. Lauren, are you on a mother level or what? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm okay, not a mother. so here's the thing. We are one week out from Christmas, and this is my gift to you, okay? Because you have been so thirsty. You've been parched okay, to come on this podcast. You don't have to out me like this. The, the desperation... Wow. It has been sickening. I feel attacked. I feel I feel attacked. I well, feel I need verbally to, attacked. Well, I need to act like people want to be on this show. Yeah. I really just like to force you to hang out with me in small rooms. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is a small room and I do feel I feel stifled. Getting a little by hot you, by your presence. <laughs> I feel stifled. No, I just think that um, we have some pretty funny conversations, so I, I just thought people would enjoy them. But do you think that we're gonna be able to replicate them here on a recording? With people listening. I'm going to say no in case we're not funny. And then that way it's like I covered my butt, you know? I gotcha. But really kind of secretly, yes. So here's the thing. Lauren, you are joining me today because I did a special interview with two dancers from Ballet Quad Cities earlier this week. And so they are going to be the interview on this podcast. But I wanted to have you as my special Christmas gift that cost me zero dollars and zero cents to have you on this podcast doing wins and losses, and we'll even do a little headline action. I'll take it. Okay? I'll take what I can get. All right. We're slowly going to hydrate you. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> I am screaming for hydration. Okay. So do you want to start with your win for this week? Um, sure. You're not going to like my win very much, um, but I personally think it's a great win. Okay. Okay. So I guess a little backstory about Denise and I. We work on the same shift. We yes. work night side. So we run around town. I really should not be saying this because we're working very, very hard all the time. Right. These are Uh, during sanctioned dinner breaks. Yes, 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 yes. During sanctioned dinner breaks, we run and we get snacks. We like to eat. So we we talk about what food we're in the mood for and we'll bop into these places. And they frequently only take cash, which is something I never carry because I just don't. If I have cash, I'm going to spend it. It doesn't count as money and it's gone and it washes away. And I think (laughs) other people feel that way. Yes, it doesn't count towards my bank account. It's it's like monopoly money. Yeah. So I don't carry it because I would be very, very, very broke. And um, so we go to these places to get food and things like that. And we always just pay on one ticket and one of us will pay for the other and then it's vice versa. Except 
Uh, I think my win is that I frequently <laughs> am scamming Denise into going to places that only have cash and I'm, I don't have cash. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> because truly, we have been to a number of places recently where, let's say, I don't know, wine is served. And it's, you know, just an easy fiver, you know, just a quick five. <laughs> and guess who doesn't have cash again? It's you. I think I could run my own scamming business. Please don't think I'm a bad person. I'm really not. But I, I know quite a few scams. I know tricks of the trade. Yeah, but you're supposed to scam anonymous people and, like, large <laughs> corporations. Not your nice, local, friendly news anchor friend. <laughs> well, in my defense, I don't have cash. And Denise doesn't have Venmo. So I need everyone to leave comments on her Facebook page <laughs> that she really needs to get Venmo. Because I have begged and pleaded with her to catch up to the times and get Venmo so I can just shoot her a couple bucks electronically like the rest of the world is doing. Here's so my win. I have PayPal. So how many various like money account services can I have open without just losing my money via direct But PayPal is spend. for like if you sold something on Facebook Marketplace. Venmo is just a quick, hey, you bought me a Starbucks. Here's Here's your money. So you're saying because of my lack of Venmo access, I am opening myself up to scammers instead of the other way around. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. I have no interest in opening a Venmo account. Well, then I'm going to keep scamming you. Okay. So, Which is, I mean, I still have a, a Hotmail email address. So this just shows you like where I'm at. Like, I'm Oh my the, God. Does it say head, like redheaded star girl <laughs> at Hotmail.com? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would have been way better than what my original one was. Like, like Soccer Girl 59. What oh is my it? God. No, do you want to know? It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Did you ever have an AOL Instant Messenger account? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I did. Will you tell me what your name was? Because mine is embarrassing. I think mine was like Lolo87 or something. Okay, see, that's not embarrassing. No, <laughs> I'm a pretty cool kid. Was. Mine was so embarrassing. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Ballin D818. <laughs> Ballin, why? Ballin, I don't know. I just Ball thought that D. sounded cool. Ball like you were D. cool or you played basketball? No, like, yeah, I was just really cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to change your name in my phone to <laughs> Ballin D. Ball D. <laughs> hey, Ballin D, what's up? <laughs> people already think we're weird, so that's just going to get even better. Well, and people already think I'm cool, so they're going to be like, obviously that fits. <laughs> yeah, like, it's oh, so clearly fitting. she's talking about Denise. Um, so my win is that I scam you because you're an easy sell to go get food. Please do not think that I'm twisting her arm to go get these tacos. <laughs> no. It's an easy, easy sell. You just yeah. plant the seed like, hey, man, tacos sound good, don't you think? You see her again in like an hour. How about them tacos? And by the end of the newscast, she's starving and boom, I'm in. I'm going to change my ways. Starting, so, starting here on out. Everyone, please encourage Denise to get Venmo or I'm going to keep robbing her blind. My win is amazing, and I feel like I'm going to benefit the entire Quad Cities by saying this, okay? I am not a paid ambassador. This is just me <laughs> doing good work for you. Not a hashtag ad. I went to a new nail salon last week. This is a coveted thing that we look yes. for. Yes, okay, because you're trying to get me into the dip. I'm 50-50 on the dip powder. I do the gel. I don't know. Just I just want my nails to look nice, and it's sometimes very difficult to do, but here's something that changed my life here recently. I was sitting at a new nail place right by my house, and I was getting a pedicure, and all of a sudden they asked me if I would like some appetizers. <laughs> well, well, as you've just heard, I'm an easy sell, so I was like, of course I'd love an appetizers. So the people who own this nail place own the restaurant next door, and they offer complimentary crab rangoons. And egg rolls. And egg rolls to participating customers. What? 
I mean, obviously. Obviously, I'd love to enjoy a crab rangoon. So, I mean, within two, three minutes, here comes this delicious plate of five crab rangoons and a <laughs> dipping sauce. It was splendor. It was wonderful. Not to mention that they had ample amount of colors, right? Yes, they had a wonderful color selection. Um, I went with kind of a, what did I get? Kind of like a blue? Yeah, that's right. Yes. I got kind of a blue. I'm a big fan of the blue nail polish. Makes it's me feel real ball and D. A hot take. A navy <laughs> nail polish is very hard to find, and yes. it's all I look for. Yes. That and emerald. I love a navy. Your search for an emerald nail polish has, has been problematic. It is plagued me like, <laughs> for, for a while now. I'm obsessed with emeralds. I can't find it. Denise tells me she's going to this new nail salon, and I told her if they don't have an emerald, I'm not interested. Well, did you, I sent you some pictures today of the emerald options. Yes. You yes, you did. Um, I'm okay. very curious. Hopefully. I mean, it definitely looks better than the fungus that you have on your nail right now. That's hurtful. I tried to get an emerald, <laughs> and it looks a little forest green, but you know what? It's Christmas time, and we're going to go with it. I saw my family this weekend, and my dad was like, what is on your nails? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Festivities. Like, well, I'm starring in a production of Elf, and it's um, <laughs> part of the costume. I thought it might look like I was a woodsy fun girl, you yeah. know, kind of like granola. It looks like the warning in those articles that say don't get the dip <laughs> polish because you'll pick up someone else's fungus. That's so hurtful. <laughs> you said it was growing on you. It did, and then it vastly dropped off. <laughs> well, I'll try Crab Rangoon Place, but I'm more sold on the egg roll. That's my personal um, Asian appetizer yes, voice. Yes, yes, I know how you feel about that. Yes, yes, it is. All right, so are you gonna um, tell people the place? Well, I know. Okay, so it's Vo Nails, V O Nails, can't in wait. Davenport. Send us your thoughts. Yeah, check it out. Okay, again, not hashtag paid ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I I know that you have many fails, but I want to offer. <laughs> I want to offer a story that I believe should be your fail, and you can agree or disagree. My person, you're going to give a fail I'm for me? Going to, I'm going to offer you a fail, because I'm wondering if you've forgotten that this happened to you last week. Oh, I probably did. So, <laughs> I have had, for a hundred years, this old bottle of hairspray in, <laughs> in the makeup area, and... A long, long time ago, like, the pump broke on it. So I've just been hoarding this hairspray <laughs> thinking that one day I will have a new pump for it and I won't have to throw this hairspray in the trash because it's not the aerosol kind. It's just, like, the pump, pump, pump. You Squirt, know, just squirty like a, bottle. Yeah, squirty bottle. Yeah. So I used a whole <laughs> bottle of, like, facial rose water mist, and I realized, oh, look, this is the pump that I've been waiting years to have. Like, this is my dream. So I poured the hairspray into the old rose water bottle spray. And so when little tiny kleptomaniacs like Lauren Jackson come around, <laughs> they see that they see that rose water bottle in my makeup bag and what do they do? Okay. In my defense, <laughs> she You sprayed it on your face. <laughs> you sprayed hairspray generously as the directions <laughs> indicate. Four squirts. Um, I did, but she didn't mark it. She could have wrote in Sharpie, this is hairspray, warning. And in my defense, Denise, Elizabeth, and I, we all kind of share things makeup-wise that aren't, like, gross, you know? Not, like, eyeliner or anything. Yeah. But just a little rose water spray. She won't know what's missing. <laughs> just a little dab. And so I go into her desk, and I say, Denise, what is in this bottle? My my. <laughs> There's like, my eyes started burning, my, my eyelashes were sticking together. 
Yeah, because you have like the nice extension, so <laughs> I feel like they haven't been the same since. No, they I have an appointment tomorrow to get those bad yeah, boys fixed. Yeah, she's gonna ask why they're all like syrupy. Yes, yeah, so I did. I did try to rob Denise again. <laughs> I this is not putting me in a good light. Um, no, it's not. But I tried, it's the truth. I tried to rob Denise again, and <laughs> I hair sprayed my own face. But let me tell you, that makeup stayed like a dream. Well, that's the thing is, I have heard that hairspray is the ultimate setting spray. But you have to be fine with the occasional breakout. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Huh. I've been wondering oh, what happened. that's true. Yeah, you have been stressed about your pimple sitch. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Please tell the world about that. I won't post a picture. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's really hurtful. Okay, okay. well, I'm so glad. Is that you... your fail for this week, or should it be something else? Do you have something else you want to offer? No, I think I have a pretty good fail this week. What's but that? that one is pretty embarrassing. But that yeah. one's more funny. I think it's pretty funny. This one really just upsets me as a human. Like, I'm I really sorry. messed up here. So, Ryan Jenkins, he's another reporter at work. He asked me to babysit his dogs over the weekend. And I'm, like, a notorious dog sitter. I love people's animals more than I love them. And <laughs> it's so true. Hot I'm take. like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. Do you have a pet? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, but So, anyway. So, he asks me to watch his two dogs. And he has two black doodles one's a labradoodle and one's a golden doodle and i have a standard poodle and they're all three big black dogs they look identical yes so i've got three massive poodles you can running only, around my house you can only tell the difference in the coarseness of their hair yes you have to pet them to know the difference um and you have to care so <laughs> which most people probably that, wouldn't yeah that's that's why i just don't participate right so there's three well. big black dogs running around my house super cute whatever great so i'm getting ready for work and i look over at my bed and there is a suspicious wet spot. So I go and I touch it and I decide, FBI agent I am, that it's pee. And I gasp. I'm shocked. Ryan's dogs are a little bit older and very well behaved. And my sweet angel of a dog would never <laughs> pee on my bed. Never. So I decide that it must be Ryan's two dogs. So I strip the bed, wash the sheets, and I put his two dogs outside. I have a fence. Like, they're totally fine. It wasn't snowing. Nothing crazy. So they go outside for a little bit, and I'm kind of mad at them, and I see my dog, and I pet her, and I give her a treat because she's just a literal angel, <laughs> and she would never, ever, ever, ever pee on my bed, even though she's not one years old, and I'm not the best at potty training. But why would I think that? Right. So I let Ryan's dogs inside. Uh, the weekend progresses, and I'm kind of mad at them all weekend. I'm like, you kind of stupid dogs peeing on my bed. And I don't want to tell Ryan. I'm like, I'm telling people at work, like, oh, my God, guys, Ryan's dog peed on my bed. I'm slandering their names throughout the newsroom. No one's ever going to want to watch them again. And I just, but, like, I haven't told Ryan yet that his dog's peed on my bed because I didn't want to ruin his vacation. Um, and so I'm just, you know, kind of talking crap about these dogs. But not really because they're sweet. But I'm kind of mad. So I come home, and the dogs are running around the living room. I'm like, watching TV with a couple other reporters and we're all just hanging out and I look over and Millie, my dog, starts peeing on the floor in front of me, in front of everyone. How could she embarrass me this way? How could I'm she so treat sorry. me this way? It's like when your child is acting up. Yeah. I was like, who yeah. do you think you are? I did not. Who raised her? I would love to know who raised my dog because it was me. And everyone just looks at me and they said, hey, I guess Millie's the one that peed on your bed. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, no. And so I put Millie outside. I do the proper punishment. I clean the pee. And then I just look over at Ryan's dogs. And they were looking at me with a face like. Oh, so smug. So smug. Like, how mm. dare mm. you? And I apologized. Um, and so my fail is that I assumed that it was somebody else's very well-behaved pets when it was really my unruly 
very horrible demon dog <laughs> that See, I love. The exact opposite thing happened to me this week because I was blaming Mackie for knocking over my Christmas tree. And literally, I would walk past her and I would say things to her like, what'd you do to my tree, Mackie? Did you knock it over? What are you thinking? But then, a week later, when my tree fell over again and Mackie was nowhere in sight, I realized that it wasn't my poor sweet dog who knocked over the tree. It was what I believe to be a, st- a stand issue <laughs> as now where it's a new industrial strength stand and the tree is holding up fine. But <laughs> I can't even recreate the horror and the trauma of watching your tree fall over before your very <laughs> eyes when it's already fallen over once and you've lost a sizable number of ornaments in both of these catastrophes. Well, and it's I, people need to know that you're very picky about your ornaments. I'm very picky about ornaments. They're a certain color. Yes, so this year I did a navy blue tree, which... The coveted navy blue that we already spoke about. (laughs) Now, it would have turned out better had I flocked my tree because the navy blue does not pop against the tree needle color. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm going to reconsider for next year. If I go with the same theme, I might not. I don't know. You you won't. There will be a new coveted color of the year. There might be. And um, you could also go into a tree decorating business. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. Your trees are really nice. My trees are really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to try to be modest about it. I'm really pretty good at trees. Hot take. Would people pay for that, though? Yeah. You think? I think so. But I think part of Christmas is decorating your own tree with your own family and, like, being cute. Yeah, that's true. Because also, I don't feel like the idea of keeping your children away from your tree is really, like, a very... I don't know. Fair. Christmassy sort of thing to do. (laughs) It's not a very fair thing to do. In the spirit of the holiday season to keep my children away from my tree. I think my mom started trying to keep me away from the tree, but it had nothing to do with the ornaments. It's that I I would open the corners of presents (gasps) trying to see what I got. I was the worst. I would hunt for my presents. That's how you are still now because you keep yelling at me, demanding to know what I got you. And you keep trying to tell me what other people got for me. (laughs) I don't want to know. That's true. I can't keep a secret to save my life. Good to Please know don't tell now. me your secrets. Don't. Yeah, don't. Good to it's, know now. Unless I can tell it's a very coveted secret. But um, usually, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just but tell if someone. it's juicy enough, it doesn't matter how coveted. <laughs> no, no, no. And it, well, it depends on who I'm telling, too. If I'm telling a known secret keeper, yeah. then it's totally fine. And you know what? People should know this about me. So if they decide to tell me, I think they're putting themselves at their own risk. Okay, noted. Yeah. Doesn't carry cash. Blabs <laughs> about everything. <laughs> But I'm Slanders the name of your dog. <laughs> yes, Slanders co-workers' dogs. <laughs> okay, so for my fail, you were present, and you were a willing participant, to be clear. But you started it, because I would never do it until you, you did it. No, oh, I would Well, because it involved my kids? Yes, okay. I would never, like, introduce something to Abram or Everett that you didn't okay. originally do. So here's the story. So Lauren is one of those weird people who, like, actually likes to be around my kids. Like, I feel like people who don't have kids, like, don't want to hang out with you and your kids, but you actually enjoy it. Yeah, they're real cute and real fun. They're but real it's sweet. not everybody's kids, but your kids are, they're, oh. they're something special. Oh, what a They're a good time. They're really well behaved, so it's fine. Oh, God, God bless it. Thank you for saying that, because <laughs> yeah. I'm just not feeling like a great mom as of this past <laughs> couple weeks. I mean, Everett <laughs> literally peed on my friend Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Um, the other day at Hertz Donuts. So, like, literally, <laughs> like, she walked up to me and she was like, her pants are freaking soaked. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it is with my Everett. Anyway. Well, he's never peed on me, so. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I've held him many a time. So we went to the German Christkindle market, whatever, in downtown Davenport. Yes. And so it was me, you, and the two kids. And it was pretty cold, but we were like really making the best of it. 
And so I didn't know really anything about this character, this like German folklore character called the Krampus. Is it Krampus? Krampus? Yeah, Krampus. What? Cra- oh, it might be Krampus, but I call it Krampus. Okay, so and it's the Krampus. And so he is like the bad Santa of Germany, right? Yes, so he, German kids, to my understanding, I'm not from Germany, so please don't quote me on this. Um, he takes the bad kids and drags them off if they've been bad in his yeah. in his bag. Which seems appropriate. But literally, this Krampus is, like, terrifying. Because he's got his tongue out and, like, the devil horns. And he's carrying, like, a like a broom yeah. thing. And he's awful looking. He's, like, like truly s- scary. half centaur, half man. They even have a scary movie about this Ew. character. Like, he's just terrifying. I saw it on Hulu, actually. Yeah, I, didn't I, watch it. I was tempted to watch it <laughs> after this. We've been obsessed with Krampus since this event. Well, because Abram is really big on like villains so he loves like identifying who the bad one is so if we read a book and there's like a wolf he'll be like oh that's the bad one so i thought it would be kind of fun to point out the krampus that was walking around the chris kindle market and be like look abram it's the bad one well wrong move because (laughs) this homeboy mistake was terrified for the duration of the night i mean sobbing so sad about the idea that the bad one was going to take him to his cave. Well, we didn't even tell Abram that the bad one would take him to his cave. No, he, he just heard, decided that. He, yeah, he just figured that out because he associates bad people and caves. <laughs> um, which, I guess, is a really good association yeah. for Abe. So, I want to preface that Abram was having the time of his life at this yeah, event. he was having so much fun. We were chasing each other around. We're dancing to the music, the folk music. Just having polka. a... Polka. It wasn't folk? <laughs> Gosh, is folk it. the same as polka? No, I no. don't think so. Okay. No. We were listening to Gus Polanski and the Kenosha Kickers. Go on. You remember their name? I had to Google it. Oh, okay. No, because that, that's the guys from Home Alone who give the mom the ride. Oh, yeah. okay. Or Gus Polanski yeah. and the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> polka, polka, polka. No? Do that again? I wish you guys could see her dancing right okay. now. Go. So Keep going. Abram's having the time of his <laughs> life. And Denise points out Krampus. So I also point out Krampus because she yeah. did it first. So I'm so just I was like, look, at the bad one. And I'm like, ooh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> and we really, really, really messed up. We made a big, big tactical error I in mean, the evening. There was a time that he was sitting in your lap sobbing for like a good four to five minutes. He would not let me put, He, I had to hold him really tight. He's like, don't let me go. Don't let me go. Oh, I don't want the baby. bad one to take me away. And I'm, you know, I'm telling him, he won't take you. He's, and he's like, I don't want him to take my brother either. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not going to take your brother. Um, and we, to- I'm like, we'll tell him to go away. We told him to go away. Yeah. And Krampus never appeared again in our sight. And it's not like he was like going up to the children like, or anything like that. He <laughs> no. just, he just was like walking around looking creepy. And he had that weird broom thing in his hand. And mm-hmm. so Abram said he was carrying a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Abram never bounced back. No, he didn't. No, he, he never didn't. did. He never had a jolly old time again. Even when he met the Christmas angel. Um, he ne- Stop it. We're recording. My friends are waving at us through the glass door. Loser friends. <laughs> they were looking. Hey, Annie and Bianca. They don't even listen. Don't pay attention to them. They, don't, they might. I'm on this one. Oh. This might get you more listeners. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Keep um, going. We're running out of time. Okay. So, yes, Abram never bounced he back. He never bounced back. And I never told you, so I had to convince him to go to the bathroom because <laughs> I didn't want him to pee because he was he thought the bad one was outside of the tent. So I was like, we've really got to go to the bathroom. So I eventually coaxed him into a porta potty. And so you know how in a porta potty when you look up, which, by the way, porta potties and toddlers, such a disaster. Porta potties in general, disaster. Such a disaster. So you know how when you look up at the ceiling of the porta potty, it's usually like, um, 
it's it's like a plastic, so you can see shadows and stuff. You know, like you can't yeah, see yeah, out yeah. of it, but like you can see shadows. So right. there was like a tree oh, no, shadow, oh, no. and so he thought that was the bad one, like coming in to get him while he was peeing. Oh. And he told Turner that later on. He was like, the bad one was outside the potty. I'm like, no, there <laughs> no, wasn't a bad one outside the potty. I would like to know. I get that it is traditional, but I find it to be unnecessary that Krampus was walking around because he terrified me, and I'm a 24 year old woman. I just don't see what the point of this one is. <laughs> oh, no, I don't it, either. It's supposed to be a family event. Yes. Because the Christmas train was coming, there's kids all over the place, and then this, the bad one. Well, and then Abram talked about it to this day. Yeah, he still discusses it. <laughs> so that's your so, fail. That yeah, you, he had to sleep with us that night, actually. You terrified your child. You, you yeah. scarred him. No, He's I traumatized. Actually I actually did. I mean, I can't say that I was not a participant in that. I actively did it. So yes. that's something we're going to have to deal with here that's in the future. That's a pretty big fail. Um, so here... Up next on the podcast, oh, we have an article to do, but let's just skip that, huh? That's fine. We've been talking enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing that we're going to do is hear this interview with two dancers from Ballet Quad Cities. I firmly believe, Lauren, in past lives, and I do believe that I was a ballet dancer in a past life. I would love to be a ballet dancer. Me too. Did you know there's adult ballet classes here in the quads? Interesting. Should we attend? Well, if they're Monday nights, our schedule doesn't allow. I, mean, I think we have some vacation days coming up. I, <laughs> I, I think what I really just want is the little ballet shoes. No, me too. Yeah, I just that's wish, all I really want. Well, I'm frequently called a bull in the shi- china shop for some reason I don't understand. <laughs> um, except that I have 100 bruises on me and I'm constantly breaking things. But I just want to be graceful and, like, delicate. And don't you just associate a ballet with, like, beautiful and pretty and great? Yeah, I associate it with great legs, great abs, and also just, like, general elegance that I seem to lack. Yes, as do I. (laughs) No, Denise, you're really elegant. You're so graceful, Denise. No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> is that is that your like Yeah, I was the fishing. Shadow in your head telling I you that? I was fishing for a nice compliment. Nope. But I mean, I wouldn't I think I'm less graceful than you are. Oh, okay, that's nice yeah, of you to say. Yeah, if that Thank if you. that makes you feel better. Yeah, I do feel better. But I you're mean, still like, the scale is not The scale is pretty low, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just associate ba- ballet with like serious athletes and it's just like beautiful and gorgeous and I um, still have crusted my eye from this morning, so. You know what? Honestly, so, and I talked to them about this briefly in the interview uh, before the mics were rolling, of course, but there is a reality show on Hulu called... Dance Moms? Breaking Point. <laughs> oh, Breaking what a creative Point. name. Yeah. yeah, Breaking Point with an E, you know, like point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Breaking Point with an E, two seasons. It's about a ballet in um, Utah. And so the gal who was here said that that is exactly what it's like being in a ballet company because there's a lot of a lot of just like um, a lot of soap opera drama, a lot of inner inner ballet relationships, a lot of scandals, a lot of competition. So yeah, I highly recommend Breaking Point. Should we watch it, or have you already watched it? I've already watched it, but I would gladly watch it again. You you took on new programming. I want everyone to know that every time <laughs> I give Denise a suggestion for TV, we like to watch the same shows so we can chat about them. Yeah. She says, I don't have time for more programming. I don't have time for more programming. Um, yet you seem to have had time for this programming that you just learned about recently, and you've already watched two seasons? Uh, Lorenzo, the other programming that I'd like to suggest to you and to our listeners today, Amazon Prime. It's called Modern Love. Watch two episodes, sobbing my head off. Great. It's a real tearjerker. Right up my alley. But but the kind of like, I'm so happy I'm crying tearjerker. Oh, you know okay. What I mean? Like, not like devastation, but just like, 
the humanity and the, the wonder of this world. Well, I like to know that this is what you're watching when I asked you if you've caught up on our sh- season of Top Chef, and it seems season that you have not. Season of Top Chef is unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I already finished it. <laughs> Good. You can tell me who wants. The One of the Villaggio brothers. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I I don't know that. which one it was. Their names are interchangeable to me. I really hope that people have stuck around to listen to this podcast. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> are you hydrated or are you still parched? Uh, I'm hydrated, but I think I should be able to come back. Okay. Well, I we're going to introduce hour. a segment called Lauren's Hot Takes. Oh, gosh. And maybe we'll work on that for next time. Yes. I have a lot of hot takes that people disagree with, but I think that you secretly agree with them. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I am so excited to welcome you all to this special Christmas episode of On a Mother Level. And I have two special guests in the podcast studio with me today. First, we have Claire Cordano and Domingo Rubio, both from Ballet Quad Cities. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having us. I am so excited to have you here because I'm strangely fascinated with ballet in the sense that I'm convinced that in a previous life, I probably was a ballet dancer. You can tell by looking at me now that I am not a ballet dancer. I've never felt larger or clunkier of a human than when you walked in, Claire, because you are just an itty bitty every bit of the ballet dancer look. I mean, for sure. So you are from Connecticut. I am. This is your first professional ballet job. Yes. You've been here six months? Yeah, we uh, moved here in August. Okay. How has it been for you so far? I love it. I've been so pleasantly surprised with moving out here. I know it's a pretty big move. I um, graduated from college in New York in May and um, auditioned here and got some job and moved. How is it different from where you grew up, like size-wise, city-wise? I grew up in Ridgefield, Connecticut, which is a pretty small town. Um, I grew up dancing in the same studio from age three until 18 when I went. No kidding. Yeah, when I went off to uh, college for dance. So the town itself is probably smaller than I live in Davenport now. but, yeah, pretty comparable. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so snow's no problem for you growing yeah. up in Connecticut. But, Domingo, <laughs> you are still pretty fascinated by it because yeah. you actually grew up in Mexico. Yeah. So for me, I mean, the last snow in Mexico City was in 80 to 68. Oh, my gosh. 68. So I was, well, I don't want to say. Okay, but so this morning, so we woke up to, oh, I don't know, two yeah. inches of snow here in the Quad Cities, and so you're yeah. still fascinated by it, and you're going outside taking pictures of it. Yeah, like a little kid, <laughs> like a little kid, you know, freezing my hands, but I couldn't help playing with it. Does yeah. the snow help you get in the mindset of the Nutcracker this weekend? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I cannot be amazed every time I see it. Yeah. You know? and, and of course, I need to share it. So I've been sending pictures to Mexico all over, you know. So, Aww. So, and, well, because you have a 10 year old daughter there. Yes. So she. Yeah. And, and she's been trying to convince me, like, oh, no, take me there. You know, I want to go to the store. It's like, oh, you're going to be fed up <laughs> within two days. But no. Of course, if you go into the countryside or something, it can be beautiful. Yeah. Know? Get on a slide, put Crisco in it, and, you know, go crazy. Totally old oh school. Right, oh, my right. gosh. <laughs> well, I love it when people love snow and are fascinated by it because I'm a Four Seasons kind of a gal. I grew up in the Absolutely. Midwest, so I just yeah. I love the Four Seasons. I like the changing of time, and I like that... 
Christmas feels different than other times of year and the spring feels different and some summer feels different. So anywho, but I mean, are you even able to get outside and enjoy the snow or is it like in the studio or in bed? During Nutcracker, I feel like um, since rehearsals are so intense, it has, I've definitely changed my uh, schedule yeah. and tried to go to bed a lot earlier than I usually do and uh, am well rested, eat as well as I can and everything. Take us through the day in the life of a professional ballet dancer. So today you're doing this, obviously, but earlier you met um, some students. So there's a lot of dance and a lot of rehearsal, but there's a lot of outreach, too, with the company, which is cool. Yeah, that is one thing that I absolutely love about this company is all of the outreach that we do. Um, during Nutcracker specifically, we've been going to all of the third grade classrooms in the Quad Cities, and they all come this Friday to the matinee performance of the Nutcracker, um, and it's all entirely third graders in the audience, which is going to be so much fun. But we go into their classrooms beforehand to get them prepared for it so they know what they're going to see and a little bit more about the Nutcracker. Okay. So we send um, about two or three of us to each of the schools, and have them listen to the music and hear kind of the synopsis of the Nutcracker. We do a little bit of choreography from each one of the dances for them, um, and they all get to stand up and do it as well. And we teach them to say bravo and what a reverence is, and so apparently they... During the show, you'll hear a bunch of them just yell out, Bravo! Oh, that's cute! cute yeah. uh, no, but they respond so much better than adults. Yeah. You know, because really? they're, they're not afraid, you know, to... Because I would say at some point, okay, if you don't like it, you don't have to applaud. You can boo. You know, I've been booed in Mexico City. Really? That just at, seems I, like the yeah, my worst nightmare. I <laughs> was at this opera, Troviata, uh -huh. which is, you know, famous opera, completely sold-out performances. But there was a new production, and for some reason, they didn't like the costumes and the, you know, the new design of the thing, and they booed us at, at wow. the end. Wow. You know, and at some point, I said, oh, my God, this is like the, the Roman circus, you know, the, like the Coliseum. Yeah. It's like, you're going to do the boo, yeah, whatever. And so I, I accepted it. I said, well, I think it's nice that people really express their, their, their feelings, their, their input about it. And, and then if you really like it, well, you can applaud, you can, you can, you know, yell bravo or something in the middle of it. But sometimes you get those very kind of like knowledgeable uh, audiences <laughs> that they just wait until the very end to do a very almost fake applaud. Like and you're, that, and you're standing and that, up there like, awful. hey, I just worked my butt off up here. Right. So, so <laughs> sometimes there are like very exciting moments to, to do it. For example, I, I would admit that sometimes in, in concerts, for example, the, the Brahms Violin Concerto, the first movement is when the, the, the violinist has the cadenza, which is kind of like the, his uh, improvisation, his solo. And, and it's the most exciting movement. And you're not supposed to applaud until the last one. But usually, after that first one, people start applauding, and even the conductor doesn't, you know, they, they don't See, try to See, maybe people, people are down. afraid to break the rules. Right. I yeah. wouldn't know when you can and cannot clap. Right. You know? So, in, in especially dancing, I mean, you see something exciting, you tend to applaud. I mean, sometimes it, the only thing it takes is someone being carried on a split, <laughs> and people, oh, wow, that's amazing. It's like, wow, that's not... You're like, that's the that's most that's boring thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> funny. There's hilarious things that happen. No, but here, yeah, Nutcracker yeah. is so funny. 
Like yeah. in the party scene, one of the dolls gets like flipped upside down and they just like carry her off like that. And that always gets a bunch of laughs. But there's so many other funny things that happen that kind of are in the background. So you really have to be watching and like pay attention to see. But I think they're just hilarious. Like um, in the battle scene, the when the Rat King dies, they the whole scrim comes down. So it's in the background and you're kind of focusing on the... Um, nutcracker in front but in the back all of the other rats are like performing CPR on him oh. and they're like <laughs> looking at the time they call time of death like it is hilarious and yeah. then they like carry him off but you like they're really funny things and you can laugh as yeah an yeah it's, great to it, hear. it's like pe- people are kind of afraid sometimes to react yeah you know? right right but yeah sometimes I get I just do like a mouth uh, <laughs> movement no and and i get a reaction so i i think that that's amazing i mean as yeah. uh, that that people really want to have a good time mm-hmm. you know they, they they don't come with the prejudice of well you know will i like it and uh, am i knowledgeable enough to to know if it's this good or not no, i mean just enjoy it or not you know? well i think of all the time that i spend during the day that i'm not in the moment of what i'm doing I'm not in the moment of driving. I'm not in the moment of feeding my kids breakfast sometimes. You're kind of always doing maybe two or three things at once. So for you on stage and then for the people in the audience, if everyone can just lock in, I mean, what a fantastic way to spend a couple of hours, you know? How are you able to get your brain to lock in and focus when you're playing essentially five, six, seven different characters you know, it's like you have to be focused, but then you also have to be ready to jump between these things. What's what's the trick to that? I feel like everybody has their own certain thing that they do backstage or like to get ready. For me, I definitely have always just thought about what piece I will be doing next. And then to get myself relaxed and not stressed out about it, I just keep going over that choreography and not think about what I have to do three dances from now or whatever. Okay. So even if So uh, in the second act, I have a lot of quick changes. So we go from uh, being a snowflake to then I'm the Chinese soloist. And then there's one Russian dance, which is like 45 seconds in between where I get changed from the Chinese into the Merlotons. So I can't really think about that one. But um, and then there's one dance between the Merlotons to be um, in the flowers. So I don't really think about that one either. So what I end up doing is just thinking about um, snow and then my brain just kind of goes into autopilot and I just keep going through them. But That's got to be yeah. part of the mental exercise, though, of doing what yeah. you do. Right. Definitely. Yeah, at some point, sometimes you get those performances that stuff starts, starts to go wrong. You know, little things here. And I was like, oh, my God, where's my prop? No, I don't find it. Oh, my God, this and that. No, and then something falls from there, and, 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 and something slides. No, or you slip and, and, or something. Yeah, like. and, and there are performances that they tend to be kind of like a lot of mistakes here and there, just kind of like a bad luck on, on, yeah. on that moment. But makes everybody be so tuned in and so aware. So at some point, I I like those ones because everybody has eyes everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes when when you go on automatic, you don't even know what's what's really going on. Uh And and sometimes you know that your partner lost track and forgot the choreography or something, you know, or I mean, at some point I had the the situation that my, my partner would look, looking straight in the eyes like, my God, my foot got stuck. You know, like the poncho, and she would at some point need to go onto the floor and have it jammed, 
you know, to, to be able to go on to the next thing. So she just started to change things. Yeah. And she had a tutu, which you don't see her legs. And at some point you lose track or whatever leg is, is, is down there. And But you just keep going. Yeah. You know? Or, or anything, or sometimes you get a, a, a different, well, n not in this case, no, but uh, some other performances that you get a different music. <laughs> and the guys on the music booth, because you, you're like kind of like touring, they don't even know about it. So you have to improvise and try to go slowly with the part of it to the side and then yell out, hey, still the other <laughs> number, you know, you just skip the tracks, go back to the time, and you go. Dun, dun, dun. I, I remember having that wow. one, and, and they were showing on on screen the close-ups of ourselves, no? So I couldn't really <laughs> make a, like a sudden move or mm -hmm. anything, but I kind of like used the choreography, you know, and, it was this kind of like Carmen thing, and and, and I had a like a, a flower that she gave me, so I tossed it out, and and, and you know with that movement, I just yell out the, whatever track was needed, and and uh, you, you go back again. Wow, but, that's I mean, smart. Like, that's it, a good trick. Yeah, and and anything goes, you know, at, at some point, and the audience hardly will will ever mm -hmm. know unless you know the music stops, and then you're on stage. And, you know, every mm -hmm. second is like a million years, you know, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Unless you have also live performances. Actually, with the Joffrey, doing the Arabian as well, I had a bunch of pearls on my on my costume. Uh, uh, string with a, with an elastic. Okay. Them. But the pearls were huge, you know, kind of like a, I don't know. Looks like, like a little, yeah, like a ping like pong ball, maybe? Like Joe Breakers, I don't know. Yeah. So the, the girl's uh, diadema, or like the the headpiece, got caught in my thing. <gasps> Whoa. And then I just ripped it. And I didn't know that they, were, that they weren't sound together. So, <laughs> just all of a sudden, like the, the whole stage full of that and... And I had to lift the girls, so you don't want to step on those no. because no. I mean you could trip. So I kept shuffling my feet <laughs> through the whole thing. And then, for example, the conductor didn't know, and at some point they had to close in the, the curtain. And the crew guys didn't know, and they came with shovels. It's like, what happened? What happened? So you know, the dancers and everybody were just kicking around all, all the all these marbles. Is that the kind of thing that you would get in trouble for that happening during a no, performance? No, my, my or, partner. Okay. Yeah, my partner said, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get fired." Like, no, I ripped it. You know, even if it was my fault. No, of course, the the, the director came, and of course, it was the the people in costumes. Like, you don't put, you know. Like thirty pieces of that all loosened up, you know. You you saw them individually, just for yeah, occasions like in that. In case of, yeah, because Whoa. that you you would never expect that, but you know it happened. No, but at that point it was so so hilarious because the conductor didn't know, and then <laughs> the, the Drosselmeyer at the time had to improvise in, in you know in the proscenium while everybody was trying to get rid of all of those. And then by by the next thing, the conductor just kept going and bum 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 bum, and they just kept going and and most of the people didn't know what happened. Only that you know for a mm -hmm. minute or so, right. because then I, I, I had a kind of like video of that. Like, oh my god! Like more than thirty seconds, 
I mean, stage-wise, any any pause, it, it seems a It feels huge. Yeah. yeah. It seems a lot like live television, where right, if, right. if we make a mistake, if we just keep on rolling through it, nobody will right. notice. But the minute we call attention to it, right. it's very obvious. I feel like, just based on my own experience, that, that television, in terms of a career, is very similar to ballet. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, that it's it's a lot of... Starting in a small place. In my case, it was a small TV station. In your case, it's a small company. And the goal is to work your way up through that company, and then maybe you'll go to a bigger company and a bigger. But, but really, especially early on in your career, you're giving up a lot and you're sacrificing a lot to chase this dream. And that's kind of where you're at in in your career. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Let's go back to when you were doing the outreach today and you're sitting in front of this group of third graders. Where were you as a dancer, as a third grader? I mean, did you know at that time that you were really serious about this? Or when did you really think you might get serious about ballet as a career? Definitely in third grade, I did not think about it seriously. It is something that I've always done for my whole life. Like my parents put me in dance ballet lessons when I was three and I kind of have never strayed from it like I, I did Girl Scouts and things like that but oh, only for a couple years and always just kept wanting to do ballet um, and I did jazz and lyrical and all the other types of styles of dance as well nothing really interested me as much as ballet did so it always has been there for me um, in kindergarten and whatever you know and you have those pictures and it's like what you want to be when you grow up I would always put a ballerina so uh-huh. I still that was always there, um, but I think up until middle school or high school is when I kind of got really serious about it, especially in the studio that I trained at, the Richfield School of Dance. They got, the classes got a lot more rigorous. Um, in like eighth grade, ninth grade, I would go to ballet every single day uh, after school, and so I kind of had to make a choice then I if see. that's what I wanted to do because took a lot um, to go from school ending at like 2.45 to then have ballet from 3.30 until like 6 every day and then my jazz and all of those afterwards and then go home and do all my homework. So definitely that's when I decided, yes, this is really what I want to do and I'll sacrifice anything else yeah. to do this. Yeah, well, and, yeah. I just want to, to add, no, sure. it's kind of like a, a profession that, that you really have to start yeah. very early and, and be committed. So, so, so I like cannot no start now. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> well, I cannot. I cannot go to whatever party, whatever you know. I mean, because sometimes I, I would get uh, some guesting, and they said, "Oh, who are we missing? Ah, they had a wedding. Ah, they had this party." Like, no, no, no. If you are really going to make it here, you have to put everything aside. Everything. Friends, yeah. this and that. You know, I, I was I got into dancing when I was an adult. I was already in architecture. So for me, I, I, I don't relate, you know, in the early years. But for example, I was in, in piano. Okay. So I wouldn't play with my friends because I needed to practice. Mm-hmm. No, and my friends were so mad at me. It's like, oh, we're going to bury you, you know your piano is like, oh, you're so boring and that and that. And, and I felt so in love with it that I didn't mind. Yeah. You know, for right. me, at, at some point, that becomes everything. 
you know, and, and then when I started dancing at 18, like, you want to go to the club? It's like, no, I've been dancing all, all day yeah. long. I, I don't need Can't to dance anymore, no, you know? It's like, yeah. I, I'm the happiest here. You're not taking either jazz, gram, classical, anything. So, so really, you get engulfed, and, and it's like you don't need anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know, social situations, I mean, you, you don't mind at all. Yeah. Did, did that ever bother your parents, though? Were they like, well, you're in high school, you should be a high schooler and you should, you know, were they ever concerned that you were putting all your eggs in one basket? Honestly, no, they were so great about it. I think also I had a pretty good idea of like how to manage my time. And I definitely made it a point to still hang out with all of my friends from school whenever I could and make time for that and make time for my studies in school and make time for dance. So um, I really have dance to thank for that as well, like time management skills yeah. and everything like that. And yeah, that really helped me a lot. Yeah. To deal with everything. Well, there's um there's the episode of Full House where Stephanie, did you ever watch the show? <laughs> no. A little. Not, okay. not well, Stephanie, she has the opportunity to join this very prestigious dance company and mm -hmm. she throws a performance because she realizes that she can't handle the pressure and that she wants to be just a normal kid. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are different career paths for everyone, really. Yeah, and, and, and at some point it, it goes... I hope someone knows what episode I'm talking about. It's so yeah, great. Yeah, no, but, but, you know, at some point there's people that are very committed, but they don't have the, the talent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very hard profession in those terms because, I mean, it's... Uh, you, you either have, have it or you don't. Yeah, aesthetics, let's say, you know. But some people, they just have the aesthetical point of view, like very nice line, very beautiful body and all that. But it, you're, you need to be also an actress or an actor, you know. Okay. And then you need to be a musician. And you need to be a, an architect, you know, because you need to build your body in, in, in mm -hmm. many ways. I mean, it's, 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 it's very, very demanding in, in many aspects that, that you, you would think, oh, you have talent in one, oh, you're musical. Yeah, but you don't have enough turnout. Jesus, or you don't have the feed for it, you know, or you mm -hmm. have this or that. So uh, going back to, to the movie that I was telling you about, uh, this very famous dancer, you know, like the, the best male dancer of the world, you know, and, and then he would go back to Cuba and said, I just want to be a normal person. I don't care if I'm poor here, you know, but yeah. I just want to be with my friends all that. And, and his teachers and everything, we gave you everything for nothing. You know, you have so much gifting you know that it's kind of like your duty so once you have that kind of talent well you have to to surrender say well actually yeah that's my duty to to you know i i am needed here because there's not that many people mm -hmm. with such a gift that uh, at some point well you have to surrender is it either you like it or not i mean you're needed because is, is one one in a million sometimes you know and and it, it gets to be a little tragic in that sense because as much as you you wanted it there's people that have all the passion and they want so much but they don't have the tools you know they, they don't have what it takes and then it goes the, the other way around i mean the most talented people they don't have the instinct uh the you know enough passion or or i, I, I don't know 
I mean, I'm lacking words yeah. for it, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Saying. Well, how much of it, though, is is subjective in terms of you just have a bad director who doesn't see in you what somebody else sees in you? And, and, and I feel like, um, especially watching that reality show, I'm so very smart about ballet, um, it's, it's like someone's always telling you, yes, you're good, no, you're not. And, and it seems like it's, it seems like a harsh world. Is it? Oh, well, I mean, I, I can <laughs> I can talk for hours. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, many times, for example, even though you have the talent, you don't believe in yourself. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's uh, uh, from from the point of view, of, let's say, the mirror and the way you see yourself in the mirror. No, we are like the worst critics of ourselves. Yes. No, regardless of uh, whoever teacher you, you get. But sometimes some, some directors or, or some teachers, they have so much trust that just knowing that they're there watching you, they make you perform better, mm-hmm. even though you don't have enough self-esteem at that moment. Now we know a little bit more better how, how to put the nutrients. How to fuel your body as an athlete and not just... The right nutrients, okay. right? But before is it's just lettuce and lettuce and, and I remember well I, I never had that well of course in in my twenties I would get gain a little weight here and there but but I would see people just having juice and still not able to lose one you know one ounce and and I could eat everything <laughs> and, and I was kind of like just by working I was losing weight because you would think you know? just with the amount of activity and, yeah, yeah, right. and training that you're doing that yeah. But sometimes even stress won't, won't let you mm-hmm. lose that extra. Sometimes it's just water. You're just retaining water. Yeah. You know? It's nothing. And then sometimes you have a different build. So you have to live with it, you know. And, and directors, they have to be a little smart about it. Or other companies, well, they just need to light better. You know, do, do, is everyone do, 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 do. on the company expected to be about the same size? Like, are dancers supposed to be uniform in in no. ways or honestly it is one of the things that i love about being here i've been in situations where the like atmosphere has not been positive okay. or anything whatsoever but here i really love that i really love all the female leadership here mm-hmm. and it's how it's run by like incredible independent creative women who um really have and hold a positive atmosphere regardless. Like, I really believe that they want us to grow and become, like, the best versions that we could possibly be. And they yeah. really try to help each one of us do that right. um, in such a positive way that it's been really yeah. encouraging. Yeah, be- because a career is hard as it is. Right. Just uh, overcoming whatever injury, for example. You no, know, Once you get an injury, I, I just heard from, from, a, from a friend, that she broke her her pinky toe and she couldn't believe it and, and she was in denial with the doctor well you're broken your toe no i didn't <laughs> no well here are the, the x-rays no can you see no i don't see anything and she actually you know put a bandage in it and she put her foot on the poncho and oh, kept no. dancing at some little kind some some i mean she yeah. put some anesthetic and kept dancing because she couldn't afford. She said, you know, I have to audition, so I cannot get injured now. And why is this happening to me? So it, it's it's horrible because you're off two to three months or so, and it can be a bit devastating because you miss a season, let's say. Can it get you removed from a company? Oh, well, at some point, 
that this happens in especially big companies, you get to dance a role and you, you're injured, you won't say that not even to your mom. Yeah. You just keep dancing and you just swallow the pain and you just keep because if you're removed, you know, yeah. there are like a, another 10 willing to jump in your, in your spot. Well, I'm feeling so, like if a director was sitting in front of me, they would say, we would never want anyone to perform injured. We want to take care of our dancers, but it right. sounds like people aren't willing to take that no. chance. The I mean, thing, honestly. Yeah, the, the reality in companies is that as much as they want to, you know, they take the the most out of you or something, they they always have more dancers, mm -hmm. you know. They I know. say, well, Same is true. Able, There's always, well, you know, yeah. th th there are a, a hundred of unemployed dancers who, who are willing to jump into in, the spot. And, and it's a very sad career in that sense because it's one of the shortest, you know, people tend mm -hmm. to compare it with sports, but of course they make money. We pay for dance, you know, mm -hmm. we pay to dance in a sense. No, yeah. we sweep. Yeah. We, we sweep to, to, to be able to dance. I mean, it's, it's one of those careers that I don't care. I just want to dance. And the sports people, they say, oh, how much am I going to get with this team or this other? No. And they're just kind of like managing whatever budget are they going to get. You know, big leagues I'm talking about. Right. But, but people tend to compare so so easily, you know, like, oh, yeah, you're a premier dancer here. Oh, yeah, it's like the whatever, you know, uh, quarterback for, for this or that. No, not even close. <laughs> of course, we don't we don't uh, fill stadiums and people they don't bet, you know, or who, who who's gonna fall on the fuetes, you know, like <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. No, yeah. if we had a betting situation that people probably would would get you know more audiences and and we could get paid better, but you know, m most companies are not for profit. Yeah, and. And it's all for the best. And, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything, of course. Right. But I understand that we, we pay to, to, to be able to dance. And, and, and that's a, a bit sad because we're like any other, per any other person, you know. We, we still need to eat and, and, you know, pay our bills. And, and you know, it's how it is. I mean, so some people, they have two or three jobs just to... Is that right? Do a lot of people in the company work outside? A lot of people in the company work outside. The company is our full-time job, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, we get paid as if it is our full-time job. Um, I also personally just love being a part of the community here just because I am new to it. And sure. it can become sort of a bubble, dancing with the same 10 people for... Of course. All hours of the day, which I love. We're one huge family, and even on the weekends, like, we hang out all the time. My roommate is another one of the dancers in the company, and people just, we hang out all the time. But I also work at a small coffee shop. Oh, great. Um, cool Beans. And so I love it there so much. I meet all the regulars. Now I know a bunch of people just from yeah. the Quad Cities. And yeah. musicians yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, have, musicians. They have open, open mic night, everything. Oh, fantastic. Which I really love being a part of oh, that's as great. Well. Yeah, that's great. At some point for dancers, it's good to, you know, be a little bit out of your, yeah. your role because mm -hmm. you spend so many hours, you know, in, exactly. in, in close contact uh, that it, it can be at some point too much. But uh, I, I mean, compare what you were saying about trying to get into a bigger company. Bigger, uh, the bigger the company, the bigger the problems as well. Oh, you know? yes. So at yes. some point, you know, I, I've been in, in bigger companies in Mexico, here. And then you go, oh, I think I like them better when they're small. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it's really, it's kind of like everybody takes care of it, 
of each other because mm -hmm. everybody has, I mean, has the opportunity. It's mm -hmm. not that you have like half the company non-dancing and just watching like, are you going to get injured so I can yeah. step in? Right. You know, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that it's that vicious, but at some point it and, is. And, you know, sometimes it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, and, and just by, by the energy because everybody wants to dance, you know. It's like time is passing, you know. It, it, is you know I'm I'm getting old by by the minute you know and I I need to keep dancing and sometimes I mean your career could end at any point in time when I was 28 I had so many injuries that I said okay this is it and I think I danced everything I wanted to. and okay I, I I need to quit and I have a backup and so I either could go back to architecture or I could keep going with music or something but we tend to be stubborn. No, and and here I am, you know. Like, I mean, it's yeah. It's what I mean, you I mean, keep it, talking it, about how it, a career is short. Addictive. Yeah, it's addictive. Yeah, in, and in yet my here case, you are. In my you know, case, yeah, it, it it wasn't that that short, no. But as uh, we tried to 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 make the best out of it, you know, it's uh, to take a, as much as we can, and 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 for me. Making a career in Mexico from dancing, I said, well, you know, and, and, and now having a family. Of course, I I didn't want to have children until I had, you know, stability on that. And of course, you know that that will never come. Never comes. No. And, and so we just went for it because also my wife, she's she, she's a dancer. So so it's, she gets uh, it. Yeah. She, she, she danced a lot mm -hmm. longer than me. And of course, after the kid, no, no, because, okay. because then then it's critical. But uh, but you know it's uh, it's it's all good. But what I'm saying, you, you have just to dive in because I mean I, I don't think it gets any better to to be able to make a living out of this career. I mean I would uh, I would advise it for anybody. You know I mean make make a career in the arts, and you know it's like uh, uplifting people and you know yeah. have being in close contact. With, with anybody I mean it's uh, doing all these live performances for, for, for me that that's the best kind yeah. of like being a rock star you know <laughs> like you have a concert here and there and you, you see the response right on you know it's not like you're just making videos or, or you're relating to who knows no actually you, you get in touch with the people because they either come backstage or just by the applause you, you can sense the the, the, the spirit and, and the, mm -hmm. the you know the, the mood of, of the audience in, in, in a certain day and sometimes people are pretty, pretty down. No, and I had, I had one of these, like, this is why we do it moments. Oh, this, what's that? This past weekend when we were in Cedar Rapids uh, performing um, with Orchestra Iowa, we also had a children's choir for snow. And when we perform, you don't really, you're not really looking out at the audience like people and you just kind of see Sure. Black. <laughs> and sometimes it's and just the bright yeah, with the exactly. lights and yeah. Um, but at the end of snow, the snow is all falling. Um, we're all like, I'm sitting on the ground and, and it's right at the end. So there's no more dancing. You can kind of just look out and really take in everything. And I started to see the children's choir, which I had never seen before when yeah. we were on stage. And they had those little candles. Yeah. So. And so they were lined up on the side. Um, like, oh, like where the audience was, each holding a candle, singing, and the snow was falling on us, and the orchestra was playing, and like you can see the audience, and I was wow. like, yes, yeah. this, oh, you this, just gave this, me goosebumps a little bit. Wow, that's just yeah, magic. Just facing to the audience, conducting yep. the kids. Yeah, and you're no. just like, wow. 
Yeah, like it made me like emotional I, to be up right, there doing right. that. At some crazy. point, I wasn't sure that they had kids. No real kids. Is it probably yeah. they're doing something with the keyboard because now you you know the the celesta, for example, instrument. Not not all companies have it. You know, it's kind of like an old instrument, and they do it with a keyboard that sounds like yeah. a celesta. You no, know? it's kind of like a yeah. like bell sound. And yeah, that. and it's probably the choir. You know, the little kids' choir is something because you know synthesizers and all that. They're so great now. But when I saw the little yeah. candles and the conductor facing the other way, it was, it was so like, beautiful. oh my God, no, and it's so endearing because, uh, I mean, to, to did you get to little... talk to them after? They, they're so cute. They walked, we had to quickly get changed into our next oh, costumes, but mm -hmm. they did come backstage to let go through the doors and they were like, you were great, you were great. It was oh, so, Yeah, because they were so watching the show while singing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was, yeah. I was magical. What a that cool experience for them part. too, wow. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. How much of being such an experienced dancer, how much of your role at Ballet Quad Cities is um, is like a mentorship leadership role versus versus a dancing role? Do you do like do you guys look to him a lot Absolutely. for Yes. Well. <laughs> oh come on. Yes. Of course no. they do. No. You know what I mean? Well, like how no. many I mean I I in, it enjoyed us as I said, it was my first time as well, you know. I mean, I I was telling, you know, that, you know, you get to cry with these little kids, you know, because they they get to be so emotional and so 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 well adapted and, and in tune with, with the moment that, that everything that goes there is like, because this is one one thing that I, I would always say, is like acting, people saying it that is pretending. No, mm -hmm. but but when when you hear real actors, for example, the actor studio and all that, no, it's like yes, yes, no, it's like kind of like it's just reminiscing anything from from your life, and and acting is is just being yourself into that situation. Okay, and, and and kids are so so true and so so transparent and oh. So for me, it, it's like, it gets me, no? It doesn't matter how many Nutcrackers I've done in my life, no? It's like the first time, like, oh my God. So I, I can help tearing up, yeah. you know? And, and I, I, I could be so fed up about Nutcrackers. Like, oh, I cannot hear it, <laughs> you know, once more. And, but now I'm completely immune about, about that. And, and every time I hear it, I mean, there's something about Tchaikovsky that, mm -hmm. that has so much emotion that uh, I don't uh, I don't find it you know boring or repetitive because also it's one of those shows that you can always have a different input yeah and sometimes even from show to show no so so for her she's the, the, the one of the dolls in the, in the first yeah. scene and we tend to put you know like little jokes little here different, and then it's just different thing so when night. I'm banking, <laughs> banking her up no, like, and, and actually uh, Tchaikovsky was commissioned to do all of these noises because the whole story is choreographed and, and Tchaikovsky made each sound for how many bars he was needed no so so even the cranking sound of, of the dolls are is there you know in his music yeah yeah but at some point I'm cranking her up and then suddenly she disappears she goes into a split oh my god it broke what happened no, you, you know we just and make it a fun and you know and then you got another doll that, that you move one arm and the other one smacks someone you know and, and the little kids play with that a little oh you know? that's cute and 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 there's so much going on onto on that that 
for example, uh, usually, you know, experienced dancers or, you know, any professional dancer in the company, they are into their things. So once they're not on stage, they don't even care about watching. You know? But for example, I can, I'm on the wings, always yeah. watching what's going on on stage because there are like so many little stories and everybody's is in their character with their own story going. And you get to see always a little different thing here and there, you know, because it's, it's well, is the whole company on stage most of the yeah. time with kids and all that? So, so there's always something to watch, and you want to be part of it, even though you are not on stage. Yeah. You know? Well, hold on here because I asked how you feel about being a mentor for these young ladies. And so are you uncomfortable with the idea of being viewed as a mentor and a leader in the company, or? Well. I mean, they, they know me from, from, from other shows. No, we, we've done Dracula as well. Right. And, and you know, and, and I represent different characters, uh -huh. you know. So in this one, I feel more like a father figure. Okay. You no. Know? So okay. Yeah. In that sense, kind of like a, you know, kind of like you cherish, you know, like kind of like your, your, your kids in a sense, mm -hmm. you know. So... And especially because you see the, the 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 young girls, but then you see the the younger and the youngest, and, and you know, and they just look at you, and and you and and, and I warn them, you no, know, because I have these little mice, you no, know, going uh, and and say, okay, you have to watch me because probably I'll do it a, 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 in a different way next time, you no, know? so watch me. <laughs> and they're like so attentive, and so and I I cannot help just looking at their eyes. And it's mesmerizing. I mean, it's, uh, it, it couldn't get any better. You know, it's got to uh, make you miss your daughter, though, oy. doesn't it? Yeah, and, and and you know, one of the things, ah, and she's gonna be a dancer. Eh, you know, she has flat feet, and and, and you know, <laughs> oh, no, cursed, cursed you know, with the flat feet. But, but you know, it, it's and also she's seen so many performers. She's seen ah, oh, and and I used to die in most of them. So whenever I, I would do uh, Romeo and Juliet, you know. are you going to die on this one? No, I'm your father now. I'm, I'm, I'm Julia's father. No, I'm, I'm not Romeo. I can't be you know. Romeo anymore. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there were so many like, oh my God, here it goes. No, I, I'm just sleeping at the end, you know. I, I don't die in this one. Yeah, but, but for her, it's, it's not that she... Well, I'm glad because really, it's a hard career. Yeah. You, you have to commit so much. If she can do it, you know. I, I'm so lame if I, if I don't push myself also. You know? Right. <laughs> so, so, Well, yeah. let me flip the question then around yeah. for you then. What do Absolutely. you think, what's the biggest thing that you've learned from Domingo through working with him? Oh, my gosh. Since he so is much. humble and won't. No, <laughs> seriously, everybody, he is too humble. Everybody yeah. looks up to him in the company, and he is such a talented dancer and teacher. Like, we look forward sometimes we get the treat of having him teach our class in the yeah. morning, our warm-up class yeah. and it is so much fun and we really yeah. do learn so it, it each teacher that you have you learn completely different things from so it's right. it's always nice to have a new teacher every once in a while and yeah. we were juggling in his class we were <laughs> using yeah I, I i kind of flip around things because you know after being heads. so many years so many years in, in this that i said oh no there's gotta be other ways yeah you know? so i i have a complete warm-up with bandanas yes and oh and, that's funny and yeah. i use and them i mean even for 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 little kids no so what do you teach adults and, and you know the, the same thing same thing that, that that I play with kids. I use the like the one hundred and you know one hundred and 
one ways to use a bandana. So I have kids like, oh, you want to make a pirate, you know, a hat? Okay, let's have the, the Torador Capote. And I change the music. It really is a workout, and, though. Uh, when, yeah, when that, that he workout. teaches it with us, like, we use them so that we can do ab workouts on the ground before. And I am sweating before we stand up to do <laughs> to do. Yeah, so uh, I mean, for great. me, I, uh, I injured my back like 12 years ago. And that's when I started coming here to, 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 to the Quad Cities, you know, kind of like 12 years ago. And, and if it wasn't for that, I mean, kind of like I discovered a, a different way to use your body because uh, ballet technique can be, well, it's, it's brutal oh, in, gosh. In, in a sense because everything is awkward. No, it's not like your body was was meant to be. That's why you have to start young, so you can morph your body and kind of like twist your bones in, into growing in oh a different gosh, way. Yeah. So you can more, more or less maintain. But then, after so many years, people have hip surgery, knee surgery. You know, Barishnikov. He, he seemed like, oh my God, this guy is so strong, and well, probably not nothing hurts. No, he has so many knee injuries that. Sometimes the, the doctor is like, you cannot have one more. Mm-hmm. Quit dancing, no? And he yeah. didn't quit. I mean, she, he sh- shift, you know, techniques, of course. He, he wasn't dancing classical all his life. But I think sometimes, I think he's still on stage. I mean, he's in, in his Crazy. 70s or something, you know. Incredible. But, uh, but, but of course, I mean, it takes a toll on your body like nothing else. So for me, it was my back. My Achilles was, was my back from, from, especially in Mexico, we have very bad floors. We don't have oh. sprung floors on, on every theater or studio. So every landing is just Yeah, boom. so every landing. And then sometimes you, you lift uh, the, the girls that are unexperienced or you are unexperienced. I mean, I started lifting like a, I don't know, like a truck. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it, but you, you know, just out of kind of like a macho, like oh, I'll lift you here no matter what. Oh, then I understood. Oh, there's a technique about it. Yeah. And once I, I was able to, to teach that, you no, know, so sometimes uh, the tension of the girl, because sometimes they, they would say to the girl, okay, you just get stiff, and he'll do the job. He's like, no, don't get stiff at all because <laughs> no. you're gonna wait three times yeah. as much. Yeah. You know, and, and that really pays a toll. And so once you, you understand about axis and how the movement and then momentum and this and that, and that, oh my God, it was so much easier. Why I busted my back for so many years. Mm-hmm. No, it'd so, be great. It'd be great um, to have him when we were doing Dracula because there's a ton of partnering work in it and if something wasn't working or whatever, it'd be great to have him there and be like, why sure. is this not? Or like, help me do this. And he would always have the answer and yeah. it would always work. So yeah. <laughs> it was great. So it's obviously early on in your career, but ha- what's been your like your ballet heartbreak moment? Is there a role oh or a skill or something that um, that crushed you early on? I'm not trying to go Ooh. negative on purpose, but I haven't thought about that. You know, is there has there been something that? Well, I had um, an ankle injury. Okay. Uh, my FHL. I had to have surgery on it my junior year. Of okay. College. And before that, I had so much pain in it that was, like, kind of building up. So I had built up a tolerance to it. Um, But it was locking. So whenever I would go up on point, my ankle would lock. And, like, it would be unable to come down without lots of pain. Um, But it had built up for, like, three or four years. And what ended up happening was my FHL, the top of it, had frayed. um, So that when I would point my foot, the tendon sheath would get locked. Um, 
But so that was very frustrating because I remember being at a summer, I went to like Orlando Ballet Summer Intensive the summer before I got the surgery and it was just getting so painful and I was like, what, why is this happening? I would do all of my physical therapy for it and everything and nothing would be getting better for it. But as soon as I really figured out, I went to a doctor in New York City and figured out exactly what it was and Mm -hmm. he was so great, like literally touched my foot. And it, like, locked, and he was like, oh, yeah, your FHL needs to be released. And it is apparently the most uh, common injury for a point dancer because of all of the uh, relevant. But it was a very small surgery. He went in, shaved it down, and I was back to dancing with no pain in six weeks. So that was very great. Was there any concern before the surgery that that this would be the career ender? No, not really. He was... Very confident yeah. in it, and I was very confident in it that it would be fine. I yeah. got it done in December, right after our last show, and then I had six weeks off uh, for the holidays before the second semester started, and came back. Oh, the timing worked out! So, wow. Yeah. yeah, because the state of mind uh, means a lot. It's so important you know? going yeah. into it, especially yeah. like the physical therapy work Ooh. afterwards, because I could not. I was so afraid to point my foot because of the pain that. I had associated with it, mm-hmm. so it took a while to like do all of the rehab for it. But yeah, your state of mind is super, oh, yeah. super important for that. Yeah, in, in my case, they told me, okay, you won't be dancing because I had sciatica. I couldn't sleep for three months. Oh gosh, I couldn't walk. You know, I mean, terrible, terrible. No, I was hunched back anyway. So I just wanted to walk and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't pretend to to keep dancing. But they told me, oh, no, you need triple surgery on mm. your back. You won't be dancing, of course, anymore. And you will have to change your whole way of life. So thank, thanks to that, I didn't have the money for, for the surgery. I, I didn't go for it. And and I kept, you know, uh, trying to find different ways. And and now I feel even better. I mean, sometimes I have better less pain than in my 20s. No, because I always suffer from from back pain. I have one leg longer than most people have, but well, in my case, it really paid at all. But you know, it's is one or the other. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if I if I had the money, some, sometimes it goes even worse. I, yeah. I know people that they go for mm-hmm. the second back surgery, and then they tell, oh yeah, the the bolts got loosened up, but we cannot do anything about it. Like what? Like the bolts, it can be loosened up. Can you put some crazy glue in them before you close me up? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, 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 those kinds of stories, or, or they damage your nerves, and then the nerve endings mm-hmm. don't, don't work anymore. Well, that happens. Like, are you kidding me? You're getting me crippled. So, so yeah, I, I'm just waiting for for the next, you know, new invention in terms of uh, back recovery. But so far, you know, just by, by swimming, I can still make it through the day. Yeah. You know, n- not overdoing it. Of course, I'm trying not to. I just have a few more questions for you guys, and then I'll let you go because I've kept you for a while. Um, who would you say is your biggest supporter? My parents. Absolutely. Yeah? Like, from day one always encouraged me to do exactly what I wanted. Whether it was dance or whether it wasn't, it was totally my decision. That's amazing. Yeah. So will they be here for the Nutcracker this weekend? Yes, I'm so excited. They're coming in um, on Friday. Yeah? Yeah, and I haven't seen them for a while, so this is the first time they'll see me perform here. My dad okay. came and saw Dracula, but my mom, this is her first time coming here. You're getting a little teary on me. I know. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part about performing for your family? I mean, you perform for... Hundreds and hundreds of people, but if there's that 
Oh, it's so much more special. In the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else will you do with them while they're here? Um, definitely take them around Davenport. Yeah. And when my dad came, we went to the Figgy. Okay. And saw all of the art exhibits. Just kind of, I won't have a lot of time, actually. Okay. With them, because we have to be at the theater and the two shows and everything on Saturday. And then we have a show on Sunday as well, the matinee. And then I'll leave with them because we have three weeks off after that. Oh, fantastic. So, so Christmas them. at home in Connecticut? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And three weeks off? Yes. Do you actually rest during that three weeks? Or are I mean, you've got to probably be stretching and exercising every day. Always, yes. Rolling out and stretching and everything like that. But... I will actually be getting my wisdom teeth out on what? Tuesday. Because you just need a little <laughs> more pain in your life? Well, it's the three weeks, so I have to, yeah. I have to do it now. So I will be resting. Oh. <laughs> Cannot oh do any gosh. physical activity. This is such a young and that's a great you know, way to not eat all the Christmas mind. cookies, too. I know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I uh, can eat by Christmas time, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad you'll get to go home. Me, too. I'm very excited. Who would you say is your biggest support system? Oh, well, no. Family, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, at the beginning, for my dad, was kind of tough to quit architecture. You know, okay. Like, Are you kidding me? He was an engineer. So it was not nice to tell him, well, I said, well, I'm going to try for a year. Let's see what happens. But of course, I got within six months, I got into a show with a famous <laughs> singer from Mexico and we were touring to Chile, the States here and there. And I was in the newspaper. Here. So my dad was kind of proud of that. And so he, he kind of let it go. <laughs> and then, of course, he, he loved bullfighting. So whenever I had to do anything Spanish or like a, the, the matador, torredor, oh, he would cry on stage. I mean, like, oh. no, whenever performance he got to see, even the one we got booed. I mean, I did a good matador. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't care if the you know the audience booed. Yeah. Of course, they they were booing at the production and not the dancer per se, you know, or, or singers or you know the, right. the choir or whatnot. But um, but yeah, th- this is kind of like the difference. No, at least you're performing for one supporter that that really makes the difference. Yeah, you know, yeah. because they they were there for all your life. And, and at some point, you know, and then, of course, my mom, I mean, she, she did my website, everything. And she would take uh, photos and video at the same time. Yeah. But then she had to take close-ups with a video because she hated to have, you know, like a, an, an open, faraway thing. So at some point, she would follow me with the, well, taking pictures, right? <laughs> follow me with the, with the travel, with the video. And I would be completely off camera, exactly where I was moving, but completely off the frame. <laughs> That she had to have a close-up, you know. But no, that that was amazing. I mean, and this this was before digital. So she had to even change roles between, you know, between uh, choreographies and all that, no, and... and, but I mean, she was such a full supporter. And and I still have, I still keep her, her website just because, you know, remembers it, because they they both passed away already, you know. Okay. But but of course, without them, I wouldn't be able, you know, to to pursue and, and... and, you know, to, to be where I am. So what is Christmas like for you? Are you I know, going I, I'm going home? back. I, I don't have shows in, in back in Mexico, but but still, I'll, I'll go there. And, of course, I will go to the beach. 
no more of cold course. weather yes. for me. I need to warm up my bones. <laughs> yeah, this, the snow was great and all. You yeah, great and all. But yeah, for a little bit. For a little <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> Any um, Christmas traditions? Yes. Well, yeah. Big Christmas tree. I mean, so many ornaments that sometimes when you have to take it off, it's like, really, are we putting all this back in each box and everything wrapped <laughs> around? Like, oh, my God, a thousand ornaments. I mean, they, they, they really take. And, of course, you have to do the nativity scene. So it's not oh, only yes. that. So mm -hmm. Because nowadays, everything is, you know, minimalistic or just, just one white tree and da, 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 da. No, no, this one is like a kind of like a three-day Enterprise, Same with our tree. Absolutely. Right? Oh, how cool. So, but, it, you know, it's part of it. I, I still have in my, my in-laws during their almost 90s. Well, yeah, 90s, actually. And and still, you know, I mean, every time you put something, ah, oh, yeah, I remember this <laughs> came from that. So there's always yes. a story behind. So, mm. so I think that's pretty cool. Also for, for my daughter, you know, to, to be part of it. Oh, and, yeah. And to, keeping it because she she makes her own and whatnot so you probably haven't been following my drama on facebook my tree keeps falling over no <laughs> do you have a like, pets or, or well no? i originally blamed it on my poor dog <laughs> but then when it fell over for the second time yeah. i figured it maybe oh wasn't the dog yeah so it's now back up okay. i've redecorated it now for the third time <gasps> Well, keeps I, 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 I'm a sculptor, so I have that problem every time, you know, that you would finish, you know, with so much detail and then, yeah. whoa, and to work, I mean, it, it, it says, there's no way I'm going to work on all of that because it's yeah. kind of old oil clay or something that, you know, gets dense so easily. But yeah, the base needs to be so sturdy from the beginning that, I don't know. Lesson uh, learned. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned. Yeah, well, I yeah, got a new stand. I got a new stand because it's a new, it's a um, a real tree. So I got a yeah. new stand. Oh, okay, okay. Got to throw out this old dumpy plastic yeah. one that kept tipping uh, uh, my put tree. A, I don't know, like bungee cords. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just no, no. like that. I told my husband, I said, if I come home and this tree is on the ground again, just haul it out to the curb. Because yeah, done. Third, yeah, third time yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah, no. Three strong done. <laughs> I am so glad that you came to talk to oh, me on the podcast today. Oh, it's been a such a delight yeah, talking so with you. Um, so the Nutcracker is going to be over by the time this podcast is available for people to download. So what's the next thing people can look forward to from Ballet Quad Cities? Sleeping Beauty. We're doing uh, the full-length Sleeping Beauty Wonderful. in the spring in April. And is that something you'll have to re-audition for in terms of like what role you'll get, or how will that play out for you? Um. They, the director will probably cast it based upon seeing us in our everyday okay. class and everything like okay. that. Um, we had to audition for our first our, uh, music moves, which was in September, just because uh, the majority of the company was new and they hadn't seen us dance a lot before. Sure. But for Dracula and for Nutcracker, they now they've gotten it. to yeah, know you. They, they know who we are. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so we'll look for Sleeping Beauty come in the springtime. Yes. In the meantime, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. You it's been too. such a delight Likewise. talking to you, and you guys are just as fascinating as I hoped you would be. So um, I hope you enjoy your time in the Quad Cities. Thank you. I hope you like it here and yes. that everyone's friendly and everyone comes everyone's and sees so the show. Yeah. And thank you for continuing to come back to the ah, Quad yes. Cities. <laughs> I'll return. <I'll> <laughs> Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network. One, two, 
three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.